Welcome to the Healthcare Business Secrets Show, where we interview industry leaders and break down exactly how they're dominating their markets so you can learn from the best and can double your revenue, double your impact, and double your time off. In this episode, we're talking with Dr. Ken Berry. Ken went from miserable and ignorant to one of the most successful nutrition practitioners in the US. He's a board-certified family physician and fellow in the American Academy of Family Physicians and has been practicing family medicine in rural Tennessee for over a decade. Welcome to the show, Ken. Uh, Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to talk to you. And like we talked about kind of pre-show, there's there's some stuff that you're doing with with YouTube that I think is uh, incredible. So what I want you to do is give our audience some context as to who you are and how you got into doing what you do and how you got to where you are as well with with some of your social media and, and things. Sure. So uh, I'm allopathically trained family medicine uh, from a state university, uh, came up from very a very um, poor background, not quite poverty, but definitely... Mm-hmm. Going out to the movies was a big event. Made my way to medical school, graduated, and uh, finished a family practice residency. I, I started I, initially. I was going to be an emergency room physician because I, yeah. the part of my residency that I hated the most was clinic. Yeah. And uh, so, for the first three years, I was doing exclusively emergency practice. And every single person I saw in the emergency department said, you know, I like you, doc. You should start a practice here. We don't have a good doctor. And so finally, I thought, what the heck, I might as well, because I was getting tired uh, of getting called at 4 a.m. and having to get up out of bed and go see people. And so I started a small practice, and it it very quickly expanded into a a full uh, schedule book every day. And I did that for the next 20 years. Hmm. Wow. And so with where you're – where you're at right now, how's things changed for you uh, in, in terms of how you practice, how you're getting information out and, and, and building your audience compared to how yeah. it was so, earlier in the year? So about a year and a half ago, my clinic, which I had, it was a, a rehabilitated building that was built in 1905. We completely gutted it and rehabbed it. It's very beautiful, classical space. It burns to the ground. About a year and a half before that, I had I came home from from practice one day, and I was you know complaining to my wife about some stupid thing the specialist had told my patient and got him completely confused, and she said, "You know what you should do? You should make a YouTube video." And I was like, "What the hell? What? What are you talking about?" And she said, "Yeah, but I mean, you know, it could help a lot of people if you did that." I'm like, "That I'm a doctor. I'm I, I'm a doctor. I'm, I'm not a YouTuber. What are you talking about?" So we argued about that for a day or two, and then she said this key phrase. She said, "How many people do you see in the clinic a day?" And I said, "It depends. 30, 40, sometimes 50, but you know, 35 on average." And she said, "So you help 35 people a day? That's pretty awesome." And I said, "Well, I guess, yeah." She said, "What if you could help 3,500 people a day?" Wouldn't that be even more That's awesome? Great. And I was like, I had to say the 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 sentence that every husband dreads to say. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I should start yeah. a YouTube channel. I should make a YouTube video. And so I did. And I started, I would try to make at least one video a week, sometimes two a week, depending on the schedule. Uh, I have uh, had four kids, then I have five now. And uh, I know you've got one on the way. Congratulations on that. Thanks. And so I would just, I basically would do my YouTube videos just like I was talking to a patient in the exam room, you know, no uh, Hollywood setup. I would, I literally every single YouTube video I've ever done has either been on the webcam on my laptop or my phone. 
I, I have no special camera. I have no special audio. I, I don't edit. I don't do any of that. I don't have to because just think, if I'm in the exam room talking to a patient, mm. trying to help them understand how to reverse fatty liver, I don't have lights. I don't have a producer, an editor. I don't, I don't, it's just me and that person talking. And so I thought that's what people probably want to hear is just a doctor talking with them like they were sitting in his office. And so that's kind of the paradigm that I used to, to start my YouTube mm. channel. It's also very easy and very cheap to do it that way. So that was, that was some other bonuses. But uh, people really, it seemed to really resonate with people that I was talking with them one-on-one instead of performing to the world. Yeah. What's your, give, give us some numbers. How many subscribers have you got now? Like how many people do your videos reach at the moment? I think right now on YouTube, I've got like 1.2 million subscribers. And uh, some of my videos, they don't do great. They may get 25,000 views total. I think my largest video right now has got 2.8 million views mm. and it's steadily climbing. And so it all depends on the topic. It depends on what's popular in the media right now. It depends on, you know, multiple different things and the YouTube algorithm, which is constantly changing. But I'm not trying to break YouTube. And so the other day I put up a video about gestational diabetes, which is a, it's a very important topic because the the long-term ramifications to a a baby born from a gestational diabetes pregnancy are huge, huge Mm. life altering, but gestational diabetes is very easy to reverse. If the mom just knows early enough in the pregnant pregnancy, what to eat and what not to eat. And so that video, it's maybe got 22,000 views in the last three months. And my, when I posted that video, my wife said, how's your video doing? Because we always watch the curve and see, you know, if it's doing good. Mm-hmm. And I said, I haven't even checked it because I know it's not going to do good, but it was a video that needed to be made. Yeah. And yeah. she totally yeah. understood that. And, and so some of my videos I make to reach a very large audience, but others are very important topics that I make for specifically small markets because it, it needs to be said. And can you just reiterate, when did you start this YouTube channel? Uh, it's been about two, two and a half years ago. Two and a half years and you've got 1.2 million yeah. subscribers and you don't have fancy videos. And I'm just reiterating that for the for the listeners because a lot of people think that, well, I've got to plan out all this content. It's going to be perfect. And oh. I've got to have these fancy lights and microphones and all this kind of stuff. And oh. And I've constantly been pushing, especially my clients, and just saying, just get content out because what differentiates you is you and your personal take on things and people want to understand the value and they connect with you. There are people that probably don't like you and don't want to watch you. And there's people that look at you and go, I'm going to listen to this guy because it's, it's not the information that's as important as it is who's saying it, how you're saying it. That's what connects people. Everyone tries to get fancy about stuff. Um, And a doctor in practice. And so many times before the clinic fire, I would be in my morning session of seeing patients. And I would have a particular encounter with a patient about a particular topic. And, and while I was writing up their note, I'd be like, this is, this is a great YouTube video. And so I would literally go upstairs at the clinic for lunch. And during my 30 minutes, I would, I would just basically rehash that conversation with that patient. And so doctors, you don't have to do all this stuff. You literally, you had an interesting office visit and you can repackage that to help thousands of people out there with that same problem. And it doesn't matter if you're a podiatrist or a family doctor or a a thoracic surgeon, your specialty doesn't matter because if that's an important point to make about whatever the health topic was, 
you can sit down and your video can be three minutes long or it can be 15 minutes long. It literally does not matter. But you're just going to rehash that conversation you have with that patient. Obviously, protecting patient privacy, you're not going to reveal their information, just the concepts and how, how did you help them understand their diagnosis or their treatment plan? How did how can you explain that so that somebody sitting in literally in Singapore can watch your video and go, oh, because my doc's an idiot and he didn't explain it like that at all. Yeah. But now that I hear you say it like that, got it. It makes sense now. And so I think the job of a doctor is a healer, but but almost as important as a teacher. And so one of one of the most important things doctors do is talk with their patients and help them understand even terminal conditions. You, they need to understand and be able to grasp what's going on with their health or mm. they're in the dark and they're scared. hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. Do you find when you're making your videos that, that you're trying now as you're becoming more aware of how YouTube works to have thumbnails or headlines that uh, grab a bit more attention and kind of help you rank a bit better to, to reach more people? Or do you still just focus on just producing the content and then putting it up? Yeah, no, I, when I started the YouTube thing, like any good doctor, so a, uh, you know, a surgeon would never do a cholecystectomy until they had read the textbook, until they had, you know, watched two or three, assisted on two or three, and then performed several cholecystectomies under supervision, then they would do it themselves on their own. And that's exactly how you should do a YouTube channel. And so when I, admit it, my wife was right, and started this YouTube thing, I picked out some guys who their channel is about how to start a YouTube channel. And I mm. probably watched a 100 hours of mm. video about the thumbnail. Why is it important? How, what, what's a clickable thumbnail versus one that everybody's going to ignore? What's the, the title? It, that's important. You can't just make it any random thing. It has to be done correctly, just like any operation or any prescription, it has to be precise. And then there, there's just all the stuff that goes into YouTube, which I'm sure you know, but but guys and gals listening may not know, but there's tons, hundreds, thousands of hours of YouTube video about how to start a YouTube channel, how to grow a YouTube channel, how to make a YouTube video thumbnail, how to tag your video. I mean, there's all this information. You can literally get a, a PhD level of knowledge on starting a YouTube channel before you ever make your first video and you can do it at home in your spare time or on your lunch breaks or when you get to the office early, you didn't have many patients to round on, you got 30 minutes, you can watch two or three YouTube videos mm -hmm. about how to make your first YouTube video. I think that, and, and you might agree is, yes, we need to know how to make videos and, and thumbnails and all this kind of thing. But I think that what sort of kicks that off is just making content and focusing on the value that you're providing. And yep. then as you get into it, you start to get, you know, slowly more fancy about it. I think that what people need to realize is that you can get caught up in overdoing the learning and then never actually making stuff. And 100%. what matters is the content. Well, the way I teach it is I say, well, let's not focus first on who in the general public is going to see it. Let's think about who in our current audience needs to see it. And we make the, the video about gestational diabetes for Suzanne in the practice. And then you send Suzanne the video. And then every time you've got another Suzanne, you start to share it. And then suddenly you start to realize that, hey, I'm providing extra value for my clients that gets them better outcomes, builds authority with them. And by doing so, there's going to be other Suzannes who are not clients who are going to 
start to want to see it because exactly. otherwise we start trying to make these videos of the, the top five things you need to know about X, Y, and Z and no one cares because we're not being genuine. We're trying to make the video rather than just get the value out. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And healthcare providers and businessmen and, and their, their typical thought process is, oh, I have to be the best at this. Mm. And what I would say is you don't have to be the best YouTuber. You should, you should absolutely should not go into this thinking, oh, I'm going to get a million subscribers and I'm going to be the best YouTube doctor ever. That's not your goal. If you go in with that goal, it's like going to med school to get rich. That's terrible. That's a terrible motivation, right? And most doctors mm. understand that because you usually don't get rich going to medical school. You you get a profession and you can get respect if you're good at it, but you're probably not going to get wealthy anymore. But that's not why you went to med school. Why did you go to med school? Mm. And whatever your answer to that is, that's why you should make YouTube videos. Because even if you have no intention of ever having a million YouTube subscribers, what you the scenario you just described is perfect. You see a lady with fatty liver disease and you're like, ah, oh, this is becoming so common. I'm going to make a YouTube video. And then anytime someone in my practice who gets that diagnosis, I can go ahead. And as soon as that diagnosis is entered into their, their electronic medical record, I can have my electronic medical record, send them a link to my YouTube video about fatty liver. And mm -hmm. so then when they come in for subsequent visits, you, they already know that information. So it saves you two or three minutes in the exam visit because they already know, but it also empowers them because now they can ask intelligent questions because they've got this baseline of knowledge that they learn from you sitting on their couch in between uh, episodes of, of Yellowstone. You see my point? And so, but, but you, it's like you came to their home and made a home visit with that YouTube video. You are still their doctor. They learned it from you. It only strengthens the doctor-patient relationship between you and them. It only strengthens that if you've got that extra resource out there. And then YouTube, it recognizes quality, not in production quality. That's not what I'm talking about, but in the quality of the information yeah. and the way you relay the information. And before long, YouTube will start serving your video out to other people who have searched for fatty liver. And before long, you'll be helping people you've never met and probably will never meet. And I mean, for a true doctor who is in their heart of hearts, a doctor who wants to heal and educate, how happy would you be that you just educated someone in Singapore about the basics of fatty liver and what to do to reverse it? You've never met them. You're never going to meet them, but you impacted their health. How breathtaking is that? we need more content out there that gives context to people because there's two two kind of tracks I want to go down with this the first is if you're not making the content someone else is and your client is listening to their opinions on it which right. is automatically going to potentially create elements of friction with whatever you're saying because just the points of difference viewpoints how it's explained etc and ultimately, if we want to help our clients to get the best outcomes, we want to make sure that their understanding is in alignment with what we're talking about and the way we talk about it, just to make it a smooth process. So there's that. Uh, and secondly, is people are looking for stuff all the time. When they find out I've got fatty liver, they're going to go and Google it. They're going to go and look it up on YouTube. They're going to want to watch videos to understand it. And so if we can provide that extra value, it's not only better for business, it's better for the client. Um, and it's better for just 
I don't know what to call it really, just better <laughs> to have good information out there that gives context to people because there's so much stuff that's just not either completely wrong or not quite true or not quite in the right context or just overwhelming because clients don't understand this stuff. And as professionals, we forget. We assume a certain level of understanding and comprehension of the things we say because that person goes, oh, yes, and they nod and they look at you. But in actual fact, they haven't understood, which affects their ability to get outcomes, follow treatment plans, get results, et cetera. So there's so many benefits to, to producing content like this. Yeah, I totally agree. And there's so much bad content on YouTube. And so when, when a, a healthcare provider decides okay, I had this great patient interaction. I'm going to do a little research. I'm going to look at the latest studies because I always do that before I make a YouTube video. I'll look to see if there's been any new studies on this, the topic. I think about the paleoanthropological. It, does this make sense with how we lived 100,000 years ago? Then I think about just the common sense and the practicality of it. And then I kind of put all that together. And then I, I rehash that patient encounter and make a YouTube video with just me talking to the to the camera, which is now the patient. And I, I just feel like that's such a great way to do it because you're dispelling bad information because if they watch some kook out there who said, oh no, you just need to pay $49.95 for my liver cleanse and that'll cure your fatty liver. Well, I've got a YouTube video that says that liver cleanses are a worthless waste of money. Don't, don't waste your money on that. They do not work at all. There's no research to back that up, just for example, right? But here's what you can actually do to reverse your fatty liver. And so people are going to watch two or three of these crazy liver cleanse videos because the maker, the creator promoted those, right? They're running ads because they're trying to sell liver cleanses. And so maybe in there somewhere, they'll, my video will pop up with actual useful, practical, realistic, evidence-based uh, medicine and they'll go, yeah, it kind of seemed like that guy was salesy. He was trying, he wanted me to buy something. But Dr. Barry, he's just saying this and this and this and this, and this is what you need to do. And so to provide that extra layer of protection for people out there who may have just watched that guru trying to sell a $49.99, whatever, and then to hear your voice of rationality and say, yeah, yeah that, I understand. It sounds good, but that's not going to work. This is what you need to do, really. And I, I think that serves such a, uh, an inestimable value. They're going to go to Dr. Google and Dr. YouTube. That's going to happen. Yeah. You can't prevent that. You can't shame patients into not Googling their symptoms. They're going to do that. But if more and more, if more healthcare providers of every specialty are putting quality videos out there on YouTube, then they're going to find quality videos. 100%. What kind of uh, effect have you noticed on your clients, uh, your practice and your business from, from having this YouTube success? Yeah, about a year after I started making YouTube videos, the nurse, I uh, was looking at my schedule first thing in the morning and there was this patient whose name was circled in red Sharpie. And I was like, uh, there was a new patient and, and I, and I said, who, what's up with this one that's circled? She said, they're from Idaho. And I said, well, they just moved here. She said, no, they're from Idaho. They flew here to see you. Mm. And I'm like, what the hell did you, what, what? She said, yeah, they saw your YouTube videos. They loved them. And, and, and they just felt like they needed to come see you. And, and so that was about a year after I'd made my first YouTube video. Uh, and I, I never, I had zero intention of just doing YouTube. 
this was before the clinic fire. And so I was like, dang, that's kind of weird, but also kind of amazing and kind of cool and kind of gratifying. And so I had an amazing visit with that person. And then I had, I did remote visits with them after because they had established patient doctor relationship. And that started happening more and more. And by, and so a month or two before the clinic fire on a 30 patient day, 20 of the patients would be from out of town and, and 10 of them had flown into Nashville. And I, back then I was, I was practicing in Camden, Tennessee, which is a tiny town about an hour and a half from Nashville. So they would fly from wherever they were from to Nashville, rent a car, drive to Camden, which is an hour and a half, see me in the office. And then I had a list of restaurants here. You can go to this restaurant, you can stay here, whatever. And then they would drive back to Nashville and fly home. I mean, that's, I can't even, there's not even a word in English. I don't think humbling, uh, just, just, I'm honored beyond words that that kind Mm -hmm. of thing was going on, but that became the standard in my practice. And I I was going to just continue practicing and making YouTube videos and and just, that was going to be what I did. And then we had, we lost the clinic. And so we wound up moving to Nashville and that was back before this virus, right? And uh, I, 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 was, I started getting speaking engagements. Uh, big conferences would call me and say, hey, do you want to come to San Francisco and speak at our conference about this particular topic? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And so I started doing that. So after about two years of the YouTube channel, we were going to 10 conferences a year. You know, they were paying our flights and paying for food and, and, and lodging. So we would go and speak at their conference. So I'm like, yeah, this is a lot of fun. I enjoy this. Of course, that's over right now. Maybe one day I'll get to do that again. But and so now after the clinic fire, I've just basically I have a very, very limited private practice that I have, but I mainly spend the majority of my time uh, making YouTube videos, doing uh, virtual conferences and uh, working on my second book. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. It's opportunities that come out of these things uh, always uh, astonish me. A lot of people I talk to when we, when you start just getting valuable information out and you start being authentic people are attracted to that. And from a business sense, it makes, it makes sense, right? Like you're, you're reaching a wider audience, which is naturally going to attract in more of these people. And it allows you to build up this base of clients, whether you want to have programs, whether you want to, you know, cause a lot of clients uh, of mine, for example, they create functional medicine programs and they work with clients uh, all over the States, all over the world, consulting, coaching, as well as you can even just make money from your YouTube channel. Uh, as well. But I think it's incredible that the, the possibilities of reach and the possibilities of impact, which is why I push people to do it. It's not so you can become a YouTube influencer making money off of ads, um, you know what I mean? Or, or, or sell out, so to speak, and make these $49 programs, like you said before. It's about how can you just impact more people and reach more people and get your voice out there because there's value in that. And whether it's just value initially in your existing clients and their friends and family, it will inevitably always develop into something more if uh, you're being authentic and you're sharing stuff that, that gives good context. And that's what people forget is if you were listening to this yourself, right, as a listener thinking, man, I should start a YouTube channel, right? You'd kick yourself with the hindsight you have now to think, man, why didn't I start earlier? And I bet even there's an element of that too. Like, what if I'd started this 10 years ago? Where would yeah. I be? And it's always that. So it's always a matter of just just go and do it because you're going to look back and you you cannot, there's no, I've missed the curve. Like I've missed the wave. Oh no, YouTube's gone. I can't get into that now. There's too many people doing it. People 
don't just follow one YouTube channel. Ken, they're not just following yours, right? They're following others. They're looking at stuff. And it's the value you give and the context you give that makes them keep coming back to you. And so for the listeners, never worry about who else is doing it. Because like you said, don't go into it thinking, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that. Just go into it to produce value for people. And it organically starts to develop into something. I totally agree. And, and uh, if anybody's considering doing this, uh, let me give you a statistic. There are currently 2 billion smartphones on planet Earth right now in use. So that's 2 billion people who can reach back and get their cell phone and look up a YouTube video right now. So if you even pretend to think that, that the YouTube market's saturated, there's no room, uh, there are hundreds of thousands of charlatans and bullshitters on YouTube, hundreds of thousands. And, and right now, since you're not making videos, doctor, uh, they're having to just believe what the charlatans say because you're, you're, you've been holding off starting that YouTube channel. So you can literally do it with your phone. If you've got a smartphone, you can start a YouTube channel. You don't have, you don't have to have anything else. I started off with my, I think it was an, actually an Android, like an old Android and some earbuds, just like you got. That was my studio. And so sometimes I'd be driving to go pick up my kids or something and I'll have a great idea for a video and I'll just literally pull off beside the road, get my phone out, lean it on the dash, put my earbuds in, make the video and then post it. There you go. And the so YouTube has changed. Used to, if someone wasn't subscribed to your channel, they really would probably never see your videos. But YouTube's algorithm has changed in such a way that if you're looking for videos about gallstones, it's going to show you videos uh, from channels that you aren't subscribed to. And so if you, whatever your medical specialty, your healthcare specialty, make videos about what you're passionate about and about what you know about, mm. that's value. That's what that is. If you're passionate about it and you know about it, you have value. And, and at this point, you're now culpable because I've told you this and you, you heard me. So now if you don't start a YouTube channel and share that value with other people, then you're basically withholding value from the world. And I don't know what that says about you. I, I love that. It's, uh, it's so much truth. It's sometimes it's uncomfortable to face the reality, but that, that's the case. Every time that that client comes in and, and has bad information about something because they watched something or they read something or saw something on the news, that's your fault for not making a video to correct them. And um, now you're I think that we, right. we, we need yeah. to take responsibility for that. Um, we do that Absolutely. in our practice. We just record everything. And, and because it, it's, it's a way of also just not having to have the same conversation 50 million times, because right. you can just say, watch this video and it'll give you all the context. And that allows you to then ask more intelligent questions about it because you fundamentally understand it, which has meant yeah. that we're more efficient, but we can also give better outcomes because an educated client makes better decisions. And so not only is it easier for us in the practice, the client comes in already knowing, ready to go, and then I can just give them the thing and they do it and they get a result versus having to educate and go, well, this is why it's important, Mrs. Jones, to do this. And this is what you need to understand because they've already been channeled into watching those things. And you can like, let's get tactical for a second. How do you uh, distribute these to your clients? You said you use your, your electronic system. Do you make sure that people are always sent it after? Or if you know what they're coming in for, you send it to them before? How do you typically do it? Yeah, if we know what they're coming in for, then we could we could send out the videos in advance so that they could it was like, here's three YouTube videos that are really pertinent to your diagnosis. 
watch these if you haven't already, and then that way you'll understand what's going on when you come for your visit. And so a lot of doctors are kind of weird about educated patients. If the patient has done their own research and learned about their condition, that makes many doctors uncomfortable. And I'm not sure why that is, but I think that's probably a bad thing if a doctor gets uncomfortable with a patient who has self-educated about their diagnosis. If I were a patient, I would do that. Why is it bad for patients to do that? Mm. So, but as you said earlier, I would, if, if they're going to self-educate, I would an infinite amount more want them to self-educate with videos I had made mm. and information that I agree with. I would want them to watch those videos versus Dr. Dewey Cheatham and Howe, who's going to try to get some money out of them. I'd rather them watch my videos because it's almost like we've had a conversation before, even though we've never met. They hear my accent, so they're used to that. They hear my diction and my pace and my tone. They're, they're used to that. So there's not going to be, they've seen my facial expressions. There's not going to be any communication issues because they already kind of know me, even though we've never met. And that also puts the patient at ease. It makes them more comfortable with me. Literally, it checks every box of making the patient encounter. It makes it better for the patient in every conceivable way. It makes it better for the doctor or the healthcare provider in every conceivable way. I, I can't think of a single way where it makes the encounter worse. Yeah, 100%. That's it. That's it. Done. Easy. I love how concise you've, you've put this in, and you put it into practice and see if, and you've got the result. It's not like you've got this idea of, I want to be on YouTube. You've done it and you're, you're doing ridiculously well because you've just stuck to it. And even though, and I, I bring, I'm bringing it back to this point again, because I think it's so important, even though you have, what is it? 1.2 million subscribers on YouTube. You are an influencer. You are someone of note in the YouTube community now in health space has not meant that you've tried to get fancy. You've, you're stuck to just making the videos because it's the video that's important. It's the information that it's important. And we get too caught in the weeds. And it's it's like people who you know want to get fit. So they need to join a gym and then they need to buy the shoes and they need to get the pants. And it's like, well, or you could just go for a jog down the road to the gym and then just jog home again. And you would have had the same exercises buying the gym membership and the pants and getting on the treadmill because we want to get fancy. And sometimes it's because we're wanting to self-sabotage or get in our own way or we just believe that we have to because we're worried about what people are going to think um but people are going to judge you anyway like it doesn't matter how fancy your video is people are going to judge you i've got typos in my book and i just don't care because i wrote that thing fast as possible to get the information out to help people and if you can't see past the typo then you're going to continue to struggle because it's you know the word spelt wrong. The information in context is not. Just go and do it and not care about the typo. And so it's a great kind of qualifier as well. If people are there for the information, uh, no matter how it's presented from you, you don't have to have a suit on and slipped hair and beautiful lighting and things like that, then they're going to be a lot easier uh, as a client if they've come through that way because they know you. And it's not this facade where you have to try and maintain it. Right. I mean, imagine if I had this huge production company to make my videos and I had like a three-piece band playing some jazz and then they came to my office and it was just me and them sitting in a little exam room. It would be uh, quite anticlimactic, wouldn't it? It'd be weird. It'd be like, well, you're this big guy and now you're just sitting here on your stool. I, yeah. That's weird, right? And so I tried to be just completely 100% authentically me and talking to a patient. And yeah. I think that that has paid off. I think I, I, you know, I could have easily invested 10 grand and built a studio and bought a, a 
$3,000 camera and a mixer board and paid three employees to do all that stuff. I don't think that it would have made the value that my yeah. YouTube videos give people. I don't think mm-hmm. it would have added one red cent to the value because the value is the knowledge and the understanding of the knowledge. That's what the value is. And I literally could do that uh, without video. I could turn my video off and just talk to you. And Mm. I I could probably give you 99% of the value. So thinking you got to have a backdrop and all that stuff, I think that's, you know, that's like somebody's like, oh, I need, I'm going to be a multimillionaire businessman. I need a thousand dollar desk and an $800 chair. And I need, uh, no, dude, if you think that's what being a businessman is, you ain't ever going to succeed. That's never going to happen because that ain't what it is. What it is is giving value, giving and giving and giving to your nosebleeds, then giving some more. And and when you give enough value, the value that you value is going to find you. It's going to seek you out. Mm. Let's let's get tactical for a second. I've got one last question for you. What's one thing that you think that health professionals can take from today or (laughs) to think about it or do to kind of get started with this? Like what's just... Tactically, I'm thinking about it. I've listened to you. I want to do this YouTube thing. What do I got to yep. do? Yeah. So what one diagnosis or what one medical topic, and you, you don't have to, you don't have to be doctor patient. You could be a healthcare provider talking to other healthcare providers. What, what one thing just irritates the shit out of you that other healthcare providers do that you think they should never do. You need to have some passion about the subject, but you also need to have some knowledge about the subject. Mm. Blend those two together. Get your phone out. Put your earbuds in, plus or minus earbuds. Just find a quiet room that that has some soundproofing or get some earbuds and talk to that camera. You're either talking to a patient or you're talking to another healthcare provider who's been doing this annoying thing. You're not going to call any names, of course. And then you're going to post that to YouTube and you're going to title it as if uh, you just ask yourself the question, if I was somebody who was really also passionate about this and, and, and had questions about it, what would I type into YouTube search to find a video about it? That's your title. Yeah. Boom. There you go. And then in the description, you're going to type a sentence or two describing what you talk about. And that's it. You post the video. And the first day you do that, you might get one view or three views. Who cares? It doesn't matter because you have put permanent value out in the universe, but because if, if you're going to make a YouTube video that's not going to help anybody, then shut your mouth. Don't make the video. And I, most most rational people would only get their phone out and start to make a video if they thought what they had to say would help other people, right? So if you've got an opinion and it's an educated opinion and you think it could make the world a little better place, that's a YouTube video. You just got to sit down and make it and then post it. And there you go. You're off and running. I love it. I love it. Where can our audience connect with you online? So I've got the little YouTube channel. Just search for Dr. Barry. I've got a fairly large Facebook page. Uh, My wife and I, we actually do a a YouTube and Facebook live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard. I don't know what time that is in New Zealand, probably 1430 in the morning. I've got a book that's available at all bookstores called Lies My Doctor Told Me, talking to other healthcare providers saying, hey, stop saying this stupid shit to your patients. If I'm feeling salty, I'm on Twitter. If I'm feeling benevolent, I'm on Instagram. I'm all over social media because that's where everybody is. And just like if you want to rob a bank, you go where the money is. The bank, I'm trying to help as many people as I can. So I got to go where the people are. 
and that's on social media. And I've got a web, I've got a web page, drberry.com too, but that just kind of con, uh, congeals everything. Mm. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm definitely going to make sure that that's in there, and I'm, I'm going to check that out myself. I, I I've loved having you on. This is a, an amazing episode. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. You take care. Thank you for listening to the show. If you like the episode, please hit subscribe and leave us a review. I'd really appreciate it as it helps us get our episodes out to more people just like you who want to know how to increase their revenue, impact more people and build businesses that work for the lifestyle they want. Now, I know your time is valuable and I know that you are here to learn the secrets to success in your health business. So I have something special for you just for checking out the episode. Now, if you're a health professional, coach or trainer in business and you're serious about growing a profitable, impactful business, then pay attention because as a listener of the show, I want you to win. And so I've created a host of resources available exclusively for listeners of the show. So if you're tired of trying to figure out this game of business, marketing and sales all on your own, and you're ready to just implement what's already proven to work rather than reinventing the wheel, I want you right now to go and check out healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. That's healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. And there you'll find over $5,000 worth of trainings, resources, and coaching available only for listeners of the show. Again, that's healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. There I'll give you resources on everything from how to acquire 10 times more of your ideal clients using social media and paid ads, even referrals, how to increase your client conversion into packages at an 80 to 90% conversion rate like me, how to retain your clients for longer, getting them better results and making them happier, how to increase your prices and charge a premium to work with you and how you can build a six, multi-six, even seven-figure practice just like I did, but with a tenth of the time and a tenth of the effort. What I want you to realize is that everything I teach comes from exactly what I did to have success and still have success in my own health business, and I want to share that with you so you can have success too. So go check out healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider right now and let me help you win big in your health business. Also remember to subscribe for two episodes every week full of the secrets to have success in your health business as well as leave us a review so we know what you thought of the show. And I'll see you on the next episode.